0: Ben Harbor, Michigan is a unique place on the lake with a population of less than 10,000 with the hearts of a million. But this particular series is not about the place. It's about the people and their experiences with influence, power, and leadership. So welcome to this series. We're wrapping up this series of the Please Do Tell podcast called Everyday People of the 49022. And you know what? I was sitting back this week and I thought, what don't we have or who don't we have to be a part of this series? Young people. So I decided to give a few people a phone call and bring them right on in. Some of our best and brightest that's right out of, you You guessed it, the 49022. So right now we're going to talk to Tyler Meeks who is our local boys and girls club youth of the year. He's a graduating senior and is a part of his top 10 in his class of 2021. Tyler, we want to welcome you to the Please Do Tell podcast series of everyday people of the 49022. Thank you so much for having for being here with us today.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm it's a interested- great honor.
0: I'm excited that you said yes. So we want to dive right in and ask you these questions about what does influence for you? What does influence look like for you in the city of Ben Harbor?
1: Uh, influence for me looks like it's just being able to influence the youth to do the right thing. So for me, the way I influence the youth is I give them an example to, to follow and an example of leadership. So maybe they at first they might not have that mindset but after I give them that example they they will.
0: So tell me a little bit about the things that you're involved in since you are you're graduating you're a graduating senior that's exciting the less than a week you will be an alum. So tell us yeah. tell us a little bit about that what you what you've been up to.
1: Uh, Lately I really haven't been doing anything really because um graduation we had prom about a week ago so i have just been really trying to find a college to attend find a college home for me what fits me best and also i've actually been involved with the kids like giving them tours around the high school to, the eighth graders coming into the ninth grade to actually give them a visual of what things would be like at the high school
0: so when we think about Influence. So, you know, when you when you say influence, they're looking at you as an influencer, but they're also looking at you as a leader. So how important for you is leadership, especially coming from Benton Harbor?
1: Leadership is definitely important to me because I came up when I was growing up, always seen somebody as a leader. And that example made me even better as a leader. So leadership is definitely the most important thing for me. Because if you're not a leader, then that means you're a follower, and it's not it's not bad to be a follower, but I think it's even greater to be a leader
0: so what examples have you had of seeing great leadership and it and it doesn't have to be. Um, When we think of everyday people, it could be your neighbor, it could be one of your friends, it could even be yourself that you decided to step up and be a leader. So what stories or examples do you have of leadership right out of this community?
1: In this community, through football, my examples of leadership are um, Denny Brown, definitely, because he played the same position as me, and uh, Jeremy Burrell. Because the things that he's done for the community and the things that he's continuing to do in that fair state, and off the field, it's really just people like you and uh, John Sims giving me examples of leadership and just striving for greatness. So those are my examples of leadership.
0: Well, I just want everybody to know I didn't prep him to say that, so thank
2: you.
0: (laughs) 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 So when you talk about football, because it's so important for young people to have I think great mentors on and off the field can you just give me another example of like maybe a coach or a mentor when you were playing football that really impacted you and you were just like no this person took extra time and instilled some things in me and and you viewed them as a leader
1: yeah it was uh, someone near and dear to my heart uh, Trey Johnson who Tragically passed. Uh, he was definitely uh, influencer to me. He woke me up early mornings to go uh, to practice and work on my craft, and it was it definitely played a big toll on me and made me even better as a as a person because it made me strive for him and do it for him. Um, the second person for me was uh, Jay McCree. He's like a big brother to me, also. You know, he pushed me since he met me in the seventh grade. So. It was always – he always gave me advice and different things and different tips that I could do on the field and off the field. And my third person is uh, Brandon Hurst. He came – he didn't come into my life until my senior year, but he definitely pushed me countless amount of times, even when he – when we wasn't on the high school field. We were having workouts off the field, doing private workouts and different things for me to get better and continue on. So he'll be – he'll still be my trainer for this summer uh, going into college. So that's how I'm definitely looking forward to it.
0: Oh, I love hearing that and, you know, making sure that we give people their flowers when they're here and also giving them to their loved ones that for for Trace uh, tragically has left behind. So that's really just amazing how he's just been, how all of them have just played a huge role in your life. Um, So here's my question for you. As a young person, what can we do better as a community for young people? Like, think, think on that one. What can we as a, as the adults? When you're looking at the adults and you're just like, mm, yeah, that you know, they could they could do better with that. What can we do as a community to support young people a little bit more?
1: As a community, I think you uh, support young people more um bringing in things that they like because you know times have changed and the, i wouldn't say the older people but the the generations before they're trying to force feed us the things that they liked and the things that they did which mm-hmm. maybe won't work for us because we're more involved with technology and different things of that nature um definitely bringing in more mentors for the kids and people who actually want to be involved with the kids to give them that bright spark and different ideas of what they maybe want to do in life, I think that's definitely a big key to supporting the youth in my community or right. our community.
0: Now that's where the power is, right? If we just if we're power in numbers, that's how we work together. So we got to work together a little bit more and listen to you all more. That's my yeah. takeaway. Whoo. Tyler, is there anything else that you wanted to say? Because we're just excited. I'm Listen, I'm excited when I hear young people give us ideas and feedback, especially to those that we're just like, we're listening, we're listening. And I know that you all are paying attention to see if we are listening. So did you have anything else or anything else you wanted to say before we wrap up? Uh,
1: no, that's really all I have to say right now. All
0: right.
1: I just I'm thankful for this opportunity is. Great opportunity for me,
0: Tyler. We're happy that you said yes, and you're a part of it, <laughs> so any support that you need going forward, especially for life after high school, definitely reach out to us and let us know, and you're always welcome to come back if you want to give us an update or if you want to call us out and say, "Hey, I told y'all what y'all need to be doing. y'all need to be listening to us, and even if that's listening to you all, coming back on this podcast and and telling us what we need to be doing. all right Tyler we will see you later and uh we'll we will get back to the to the series with our next guest thank you for coming by. thank you all right y'all we are back we're back we're back we're back and we have another special guest with us we have Eric Johnson. Eric Johnson is just completed his freshman year at Albion College in Michigan. And he's also an alum of Ben Harbor High School class of 2020. And So much more, but I'm not going to get into the full rundown of Eric because actually Eric is a phenomenal young person. One that everybody should know, just like Tyler and the other two, you're going to meet also a part of this episode. So Eric, thank you for being a part of this special series. I know it was last minute. And like I was telling Tyler, that we decided that the one, the voices that were not a part of this series thus far we're young people. So thank you for being a part of it for the final episode of this series. How are you feeling this morning?
3: I'm feeling good. And I appreciate you having me on this episode a lot. It's been a blessing. Thank you.
0: Oh, absolutely. So here's the cool thing. I, I didn't tell Eric this and his mom and his dad is going to hear this, but um, I actually interviewed Eric's mom when I was out in the community doing the uh Collecting the stories on influence, power and leadership. And the great thing was when we were starting her interview, she got a phone call to find out that you all were about to close on your house. So I actually have that recorded. So I have to actually share that with all of you because I feel like that was a special gift um, at that time because she wasn't expecting that phone call. And then it was like, boom. But so just know that we just, we all work, working together in this, you know, to make this pop off. But my first question to you is you are a recent alum, well, alum uh, as of last year of Benton Harbor High, and you have been able to see what influence looks like in this community. For you, what does influence look like in Benton Harbor, Michigan?
3: Um, basically, when a community develops an atmosphere of not being afraid to fail and when a process is not going as planned, but being able to overcome barriers and continue to make our voices not going in vain. But the progress challenges that can help benefit the future here at Ben Harper. The influence we have falls behind leadership and power of having people trying to impress others visually, such as flashy clothes of power and the actions coming from older people, which younger people look up to. Which is a good thing when you are stable, but this constantly happens because some people don't really care about you should be secure first and have fun later, mm. so I feel like that is something that's influenced a lot of them Ooh. so trying to impress others constantly, so yeah,
0: so you just gonna come out swinging like that? I mean, I'm just saying, I mean, <laughs> I love it, I love it, um. Oh my gosh, there's so much that we can talk about, Eric, but my gosh, I know that we have a, a small slot, but can you give me an example or a story of when you saw leadership in this community? It could be yourself. It could be your neighbor. It could be your pastor. It could be, just tell me when when you seen an example of leadership in Ben Harbor, what did that look like for you?
3: Okay, so basically, positive role models, being able to be truthful to explain the pros and cons of character to show that everyone has a weakness but are willing to work on them in order to become the best version of yourself. An example of a leader is Mr. John Sams and RJ Williams, and the reason why is because they don't just help younger people but adults as well. Because leadership is about honesty, dedication, and personal skills, forward-thinking, and etc., They are both unique in their own paths to help the community, which helps me not to limit myself when I want to set a goal.
0: Okay, y'all, for real, I'm not paying any of them to give us shout outs. But as I stated before, it does feel good when you're able to give people their flowers and tell them that they are appreciated. So my question to you, Eric, is... What can we do as a community to better assist young people? What can we do? Like, call us out. What can we do to better assist young people in this community?
3: What I could think is staying consistent and listen to younger people to show that we care. No matter what the situation that they are in, always reminding them that the city is small, but the motivation of heart in the city of Benton Harbor would not be underestimated. And explain that our brain is the most powerful source on this planet, fill it with enough knowledge as possible of any goal we want to achieve.
0: You know how you just sit back and you're like, oh my gosh, your your mom and them did a great job raising y'all. I just be looking like, I'm just so thankful for you all and for Tyler and for the other, see, I haven't told, who, who's coming next. So it's always a surprise when y'all gonna come on, come on the screen. But <laughs> um, I do want to to end our segment with, I want you to really think about a story of someone in leadership that really changed your life, like when you saw it, or when, or how, or how someone really impacted your life. That could be on the field, off the field, that can be whatever. But really think of a story that, when you think about leadership or influence in this community, you can identify like this happened to me and this changed my life.
3: I would say an experience of myself of developing leadership. So, I say as an example of when I was wrestling my junior year of high school, um, I was overweighted to play in a weight class. But the coach looked at me as a pawn, like, I need somebody at this weight class. And I had to drop 20 pounds in like a month and a half in order to be in a weight class. But I feel like it was a leadership role because Everyone seen my process of like being disciplined of like eating patterns, the workouts, the doing everything possible in order to make the weight class for wrestling. Um, And I ended up becoming the team captain my junior year as well in wrestling, just because I showed an example of doing anything and that anything is possible to make sure you can get your goals set. So I feel like that is the story that I took upon leadership because it was a tough challenge at first, because I was comfortable at the stage where I was at. But basically, trying to get uncomfortable to get comfortable and have that title of leadership is the biggest goal as possible.
0: So I want to be able to celebrate you in this moment, because I watch your dedication, your determination, and how hard you worked, especially your senior year, when it came to scholarships and applying for schools and just being just as you said, consistent. You were, you were doing the same thing. You were coming in, you were working on it and you were also persistent. Like you made sure that you got your stuff done to make sure that it wasn't really a burden on your family when it came to going away to school. So to you, I say congratulations and thank you so very much for being a part of this series.
3: Thank you. No problem. I appreciate
0: you as well. Thank you. All right, so we will be right back with our next guest in the final episode of this series for the Please Do Tell podcast, Everyday People of the 49022. So we say farewell for now to Eric. All right, y'all, welcome back. We are still celebrating this final episode of the series, Everyday People of the 49022 of the Please Do Tell podcast. And- now we're with Quincy Sultan. He is class of 2019 graduate of Ben Harbor High School. He is a current college student. He is a proud father, but some of you may know him from, he was our 2018 Boys and Girls Club Michigan Youth of the Year. So listen, he like put some respect on it, okay? Put some respect yes. on it. <laughs> yes, so yes, Quincy, thank you for being a part of this episode, for being a part of this series. How are you feeling today? What's going on with you?
4: I'm doing good. I feel really good. Um, I just want to say thank you for giving me this opportunity. You know, we always love to, you know, grow and expand. So thank you, Ms. RJ. Much love to you. Also want to mention uh, Get At Chris for his mental health awareness brand. It's good. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good merch. And, um, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm really excited about today.
0: So it says learn from yesterday. I mean,
4: yeah. So it says learn from yesterday, live for today, hope for tomorrow.
0: And that's amazing that you even brought it up because we are in Mental Health Awareness Month.
4: Yes, yes, yes. And our our proceeds this month goes to Boys and Girls Clubs of Benton Harbor.
0: Nice, nice. Who is the perks of being an alum? I love it. I love it. And partnership. Big on partnership. So let's just jump right into it. Influence. What does influence look like to you in the city of Ben Harbor?
4: Influence to me in the city of Ben Harbor. Um I feel like that's just a broad scale. You know, it's a lot of different things we have. Uh, you know, we're a basketball town, so basketball is a big influence. Ben Harbor High School, you got um, big um, influences, like, to the community, to the youth, like Boys and Girls Club and, you know, our school district, Ben Harbor Area Schools, things like that. So influence is really, like, a broad scale. You got some top peers, like uh, Jasmine Canoe Byrne, Masters, Eric Johnson, who probably was on the show today, you know, Tyler Beeks, myself, it's, the list goes on. It's a lot of people. It's RJ, John, you know, so it's it's influences a really broad scale here.
0: So when we think about leadership in this community, what does that even look like for you?
4: So leadership for me? um, That's a really good question. I take a lot of pride in um, leadership, knowing that um, a lot of people look up to me. So leadership, I'm always um, trying to be the best version of myself just to lead the kids right, lead my peers right. And um, even some mentors who might I even inspire, you know, who look to me and um, who's counting on me to do good. You know, so by leading, um, I go to school, you know, I take uh, academics really seriously. I feel like education is everything, so I try to excel in that area. Yeah, build a character, um, really big on characters, so trying to live right, you know, make the best decisions always, not really get off into some other things that may lead you down the wrong path.
0: So when we think about... Or when you even think about a story or an example or a situation when it comes to influence or leadership that really impacted your life, like really think about that. What was a time in your life that you thought that you can think of leadership or influence really shaped who you are today? Mm -hmm. And they can be your pastor. They can be your aunt they can be your neighbor they can be anybody
4: (laughs) that's a really good one you know i have a thousand stories i just gotta think of one i gotta catch one that's a really good one yeah um okay i got i got a good one i got a really good one okay 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 so there was a there was a time um we used to i was playing basketball was in high school and um we was just having we was having like a really good run and then it got really conflicted at one point and you know attention was rising you know the game was just really competitive and the altercation with me and another guy kind of happened and I ended up like letting it go because it was during the time of my um youth of the year and things like that. But it was a lot of guys around. It was a really big audience. So me letting it go, obviously, wasn't like the most popular thing or coolest thing to do. So I kind of received like some backlash from that. But at the same time, it was it was for a greater cause. And a guy who I, was, um, I went to school with, who I didn't, I talked to him, but we wasn't really close, like buddy-buddy or anything like that. He had texted me and it was really unexpected because nobody like reached out to me
2: mm. and he
4: reached out to me and he was like, dude, I really wish I could do what you just did. And he was like, um, I made it like very really publicly known that I was letting the situation go because like, it was a big audience. A lot of people knew about it. Yeah. So I like really publicly known that, you know, I'm dismissing it. You know, don't bring it to me. Don't bring it to my attention. I have other things to focus on. There's more things to go for right now. And it's time, you know, to lose it all over two minutes, you know. And he reached out to me and he was like, I really wish I could do what you just did. And I'm like, what you talking about? And he was like, dude, like you just you don't even know like the the power, you know what I'm saying? the 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 influence, the inspiration, like you just gave off doing that. And he's like, I really wish I had like that type of mindset that type of drive that type of motivation to do things that like you doing and you just make it look so easy you know I, like I really I really wish I could be like you and it it rubbed me like
2: it kind of really hit me
4: because I was like I didn't know he was you know you never know who's watching and for it to come from a person that I'm not really you know conversating with on the daily don't really have that much of a great relationship with and to impact them like I'm his, you know, his one of his best guys or something that really meant a lot to me.
0: Do you know how huge that is to walk away from an altercation? <laughs> I wanted something to throw at the screen at you. Do you know how big that is? Because, you know, when you think about the leadership, the power, the influence, because we've had a lot of death by gun violence. And it's, I know it's, it sounds easy to just walk away, but it's just, it's almost like, could we have had a conversation? Could we, is it wrapped up in pride and ego? So, so for you to model that for someone else, because you just like, listen, I got too much to lose, way too much to lose. I, I think that is an excellent example of, of leadership. So kudos to you for that appreciate it you had me all wrapped in I'm like and then what happened and then what happened
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> no it was a it was a really big time though it was a really big time and it was um I kind of brushed it off but it, it kind of turned out to be a really big a really big move in my life a really big decision that I made that that decision really really took me far in that time of my life
0: Hmm. I love that. I love that. So I do have a question for you. Yes, ma'am. What can we as a community do for young people? What can we do better? Like if you say, um, I need y'all to listen to us, or I need you to support us in, in, in X, Y, and Z, what is what does that look like you need to call us out in this moment when i say when you say you look into mentors elders the community the the um politicians i mean this is gonna this is further than just ben harbour but this is where you call people out like we need you to do this for our community what would it be
4: um who, where do I start? The hit list is long on that question, really. Um, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna just start, I'm gonna just start locally, right? Let's just start with our own people. You know what I'm saying? Change gotta start, gotta start here. I'm really big on if you, if you prove it to yourself, you don't really have to say much to other people because it'll, it'll already be embodied. So I'm really big on that. So we got to start here, right? Let's start locally. Um, you know, principals, pastors, um, you know what I'm saying city officials, everybody in charge around here, everybody who pulls some type of weight, we got to do a better job because everybody likes to point the fingers at the youth and they point the fingers at each other about what we're not doing and how bad it is. But I don't see anybody really trying to take ownership of. Okay, I know I have this much power to do this, but you aren't doing anything. But you're the first to complain. Like, how does that work? You know, so locally like I say, everybody who pulls some type of weight I don't care what it is city administration anybody I don't care who you are anybody who pulls some type of weight around here you need to open your ears you need to listen to the youth y'all really big on community outreach here and um what can we do for our kids what can we do this y'all need to come talk to us Ben Harbor Area Schools is open those kids are back in school The Boys and Girls Clubs are open. It's just places. These are hot spots that have a bunch of kids in at all times. You need to get there. You need to go talk to those kids. And when I say talk, I mean, ask a question, whip out a notepad, and just listen. You need to listen. Don't listen to respond. Listen to understand. Listen to understand. Hear them. You have to meet these kids where they are. I feel like a lot of... Programs and things around here are kind of bringing like their way of life to the kids, and it's like falling line if they don't meet that criteria, then it's like, oh uh, well we're, we're failing the kids yes it's, it's not it's not the program that's filling the kids, it's the people who's writing the script that's failing the kids because you're you're bringing something to them that doesn't that doesn't meet them in their time it's not it's not it similar issues I'm not saying it's completely different, very similar, yes. We as mentors, yes, we as parents and leaders can understand, but you do have to understand that it is a different time. These kids still have their own significance to their problems. Problems in the 90s aren't problems from the 80s. Problems from the 2000s aren't problems from the 90s. It does not work. It's similar. Yes, they root. Yes, they carry on, but they are not the same. They evolve. Problems evolve. Problems become different. They become significant we need to listen to the kids and meet them where they are so we know how to move forward with them.
0: Are you just gonna gather us like that? That's what we need though. That's what we need to hear. I'm probably when I take this hat off, I probably don't have any edges because you just snatched all of them. And but we we need that we need that we need that. Um quincy I'm almost at the point where I'm just like do I just Tip this mic over, just mic drop, because that was, wow.
4: Yeah. Wow. I'm just, it's really, that's really heavy for me. That's really heavy for me. It's like, if we can, if we can take the load as a community, you know, a lot of people, I feel like one of our biggest downfalls is everybody's trying to do it by itself.
0: Mm.
4: Everybody wants to do it alone. Everybody wants to, the brownie points. I did this, I did that. Now we got to grab hands. I'm not mad at you for wanting to take your own approach. Everybody needs to take their own approach. It's going to take a village. It's going to take all of us to turn it around. You know, so I'm not mad at you for wanting to take your own approach, but you got to understand that you only can do so much by yourself. You only can do so much. If it's um if it's a thousand kids that need saving and you only can save 50, save 50, but then go get help to go get the other 9, 950. Mm-hmm. They, they're still there. Does, does that, do, they, do they mean nothing? Do your, do your purpose mean nothing? What, what, what did you start it for? To only save 50 kids? Like, okay, you met your goal. Does it, does it end there? What, what it, it's more that needs to be done. And if you can't do it by yourself, that's okay. That doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you desperate. It doesn't mean you chose the wrong purpose. It doesn't mean any of that. It just means you need help. But it's like 30 other people who's trying to do what you're doing. You should go talk to them. You should go get a perspective from them. And then you should tell them yours. And then y'all should go back in together. And I promise you 50 kids is going to turn into 200. Mm. And then you do it again. And you do it again. And you do it again.
0: I'm going to just turn off the computer. But we we got one we got one more segment, so I can't do that. But Quincy, thank you. Because you didn't have to be here. You didn't have to when I tell y'all the behind the scenes hilarious, but you didn't have to be here. You didn't have to say yes to Miss RJ. Because y'all, y'all know I'll slide in you all inbox real quick and ask for something. But I just want to thank you for continuously lending your voice, for being a leader, for um displaying. Determination because time and time again we have these conversations, and um, just whatever path you choose, I'm sure it's going to be great.
4: Appreciate that, Miss RJ. I'm definitely gonna take care of you when the yes. greatness comes. Don't worry about it. You <laughs> already know, you already know I'm taking care of you.
0: <laughs> you know, I'm taking care of all of y'all. I'm taking care, I'm taking care of you. That's why y'all here. So, I want to thank you for being a part of this series, and we definitely want to welcome you back because. Young people, listen. Y'all are future. I mean, Whitney said it. They right here. They are future, and we need to listen to you all and uh, really lock arms with you so we can move forward together. Yes, ma'am. All right. So, we will be right back and we're going to wrap up the show. All right, y'all. So, we are wrapping up the final episode. Of this series for the Please Do Tell podcast, which is Everyday People of the Four Nine Zero Two Two, and as I've said before, when we looked back at all the episodes that we've completed for this series, we looked and we said, "Where is the youth voice?" So, of course, I didn't brought in. I didn't ask a few favors, phoned a few people, and here we are. So. Right now, we're talking to Takedra Masters. If you don't know her, you've been under a rock somewhere. She is the 2020 Boys and Girls Club of America Midwest Youth of the Year winner. That's number one. She just completed her freshman year at Valparaiso University in Indiana, and she's also a growth Spectrum Health Lakeland growth intern for the second time this summer. Listen, I, I mean, I can go on and on and on about Takedra. I really can. But we are happy to have you here to be a part of this series. What's going on, Takedra? What's happening? You know, we can, we got to keep it short for the sake of this episode, but because you know, we can
2: talk all day. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, I think that it's really valuable to have youth input, especially on this podcast where so many people are just tuning in and listening because youth voice needs to be heard. But life is amazing. You know, I'm experiencing all of these different things and then being able to come back and bring it to my community is so big for me. And then just I'm living life. And so thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So girl, let's jump right into it. What does influence leadership and or power look like in Benton, Harbor,
2: Michigan? What does that look like for you? So for me, when I look at people I've been led by or people who have influenced my decisions in life or have kind of guided my experiences, it's someone who, doesn't really know that they're a leader. So a lot of times we say that the best leaders are people who don't aren't really aware of the power that they hold over the target audience. And then it's also two different types of leaders, because you then have these leaders who know that they are leaders, and they do things intentionally because they know that people are watching. And that doesn't mean that leaders have to have these certain credentials, accolades, or just in these certain positions of power or authority. But it just means that they know for a fact that there's people in this community who are reaching out for help. Or sometimes they may not even say that they need help so directly, but knowing that they are in the position to kind of bring those resources back from the positions that they do hold of power and just bringing them back to people who need help or people who need their resources. Hmm. So
0: what examples or stories can you give us surrounding influence or leadership or both and or um, in this community that has really motivated you or even impacted your life?
2: So I have so many stories that I can tell of leaders who kind of impacted everything that I do today. But I have two stories in particular. And so number one is um, I remember being at the teen center. I was a senior and Miss Latoya held like these different sessions in the basement. And one week it was like a session for young women. And then the next week it was a session for young men. But in these sessions, she taught us about contraceptives. She taught us about having like protected sex if we were doing that as teens. She talked about what the consequences of not having um, protected sex. She talked about all of these things. But what just stood out to me that, oh my goodness, this is a leader using her power in these teens' best interest was because she worked at the health department. She didn't have it wasn't her obligation to bring the things that she was doing at her job, at her career to these teens. She didn't have to do that. So for her to know that she has access to these resources and then say, "Okay, I know that there are teens in Ben Harbor who don't have access to this information. And I know that there are teens who don't know that there's free condoms at the clinic. I need to speak to them. And she did that. She didn't just speak to the young women. She spoke to the young men also. And she did it in such a way that she normalized it for us to speak and say, "Okay, I have a question about this. I cannot talk to my teachers about it at the school, but I have a question. And she would look at you and say, OK, that's normal. You know, it's normal for you to be curious and it's normal for you to have these type of questions. And so that's an, that's one example of leadership. And another example of leadership that I want to talk about is um, Mr. Lee. He used to work with Upward Bound. And so one of the ways that he kind of just influenced me was um, nobody, no, no a lot of people don't know this, but when he stepped away from Upper Bound, he um, went to seek an opportunity to be the Dean of Arts and Sciences at Valparaiso University. And so with me going to Valparaiso University, and we have just like these community ties, there will be times where I felt down or there would be times where I I finished my semester with all A's, but it would alert him when my grade would go down, even if it was five percent. If I was at a 95 percent in that class and it dropped down to a 90 percent, he would kind of just email me. OK, to you, you know where my office is. Do you need anything? Oh, I don't care if you need anything. I want to see your face. Mm. So come on down to my office. You are in this position where you are a dean. And so you're using these resources to point me to tutors if you feel like I need them. To point me to organizations that can make me feel comfortable because I'm away from home. You know, so it's being in these positions and actively deciding that I'm going to use my resources, resources that I'm not obligated to branch out and give to these target audience, but I'm going to do it anyway.
0: y'all, today today, 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 today. we um mm, 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 mm. how important for you has it been to be a leader because you went from as um as I would like to describe it sometimes you went. As a diamond in the roof, like no one knew that you were who you were. And then you showed up and you continuously show out. Like you show up, you show out, you show up, you show out. What has that looked like for you, especially coming from this community? Like, how important has using your influence and in leadership been to you in, in this whole journey? Not even beyond youth of the year, but just as a young person.
2: So it's very important for me because in a sense, as you said, I was a diamond in the rough and I also was what I like to call myself an underdog. And that's because when I was a freshman and a sophomore in high school, I wasn't enrolled at the teen center. You know, I wasn't going to the teen center every day after school. And so you would have thought that I I wasn't the kid that had straight A's or I wasn't the kid who raised her hand. At every question and got them right because I was listening to the teacher and I was the one at the back of the classroom who was sitting with class clowns, but I still had my notes done, you know, Mm -hmm. and so no one knew that until it was time for me to kind of speak up and say, okay, right now I'm struggling and I need help. And right now, I think that that's a huge problem with youth. Sometimes we don't want to be seen as weak, or we don't want to be seen as someone who needs help, because everyone looks like they have their stuff together. So it's like, I don't want to be the one who, who kind of speaks up and say, okay, everyone's life is put together, and I'm sorry, but mine's needs some gluing. Mine's is falling apart, and it needs to be put back together. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was vital for me to step up because in being the underdog, you have to kind of, in a sense, show the other underdogs who you may not know them, but they are watching you. And you speaking up is giving them that confidence to speak up and say, "Okay, I'm I'm like Takedra and she's struggling and I'm struggling, too. And she spoke up and she got help. So I'm going to speak up because I want help. You know, and I think that it's so vital for youth to be looking at someone who didn't have their stuff together. It's vital for them to see that it's okay to fall apart, but then again, it's okay to ask for help because you're not weak, and in the end, you turn up being strong one of the strongest out the bunch.
0: So, was that a read on me? Because even (laughs) at me. Because even you all gave me the courage to continuously tell the story of how I flunked out my freshman year. Mm Because it's it's that determination It's that you fall down 10 times, but you finna get back up that 11th time. Like you there is no I'm not going to stay here. I'm not going to stay on the ground. So Mm -hmm. I appreciate you even saying that, like, no, we need those examples of. Yeah, I mean, she ain't got it all together. He ain't got all yeah. no together. They don't. So here's my question for you. This is how you call us out, calling <laughs> us out in the community, right? I want you to tell us what does the community need to do to better support, assist,
2: whatever that looks like, our young people. What do we need to do? So in the, speaking about me being the underdog. I think that more often than not, there's starting to be more underdogs. There's starting to be more people who are kind of falling through the cracks. And these are people who essentially have done good in school, are are active in their community. But because a lot of times we don't, rise from influence, or people don't really notice us because we're quiet, or we're going through things, life things, or life experiences that cause us to kind of just try to isolate ourselves or stand in that corner, I think that that rate is is rising exponentially. And so I believe that for me, if it wasn't for me consciously making the decision, okay, um, if I don't open my mouth, I'm not going to get help, I wouldn't have never been who I am today. If it wasn't for me crossing that street and going over to the teen center and saying, "Okay, someone needs to look at me because I'm failing. I'm failing my classes. I don't know what to do. Help me. I wouldn't have gotten that help. And so I think that to be an underdog, it's okay to not know what to say, because a lot of times it's like you want that help, but you don't know where to start. And I think that the big thing is because all of the resources are kind of just like stationary in one place. And for me, that was the teen center. And so when you look at these, when you talk to these youths, when you ask them, OK, what where did the resources come from that helped you? You are going to hear the teen center or the youth campus. But I think that more often than not, we need to put these resources in more accessible places. So whether that's in the clinic that's behind the high school, whether that's in the gas station that's right across the street, whether it's providing hotline numbers where underdogs can call the phone and say, do you you know who can possibly help me? Or whether that's reaching out, actively reaching out to people that you know don't speak much. And I don't mean underdogs as in you're not doing good in school, but I also mean underdogs as in maybe your family doesn't have access to adequate transportation so you can't make it to the teen center. So making sure those resources are in a neighborhood where you can walk over and get those resources. So it's just making sure that these resources are not just in one stationary place, but everywhere around the community. Dare I ask you, do you
0: have any final thoughts? Because you <laughs> Woo! Because uh, I mean I can just thank you on and off for even being a part of it, but I feel like there's we there's some work to be done. As I was mm-hmm. telling um, the others, like we need to lock arms and work together. It's It's too many people working in silos around here. And more importantly, you all's voices need to be heard.
2: So I do have a final thought. And my final thought is, when you go and listen to this podcast, and you see that we are you who are speaking out, I also want you to realize that we are not just doing this because for the sake of a podcast, but we do this every single day. And so we we make it our goal to go out and speak out. But as adults or as people who are in positions of power, you have to be committed to listening to us. And I think that that also means that you have to put your ego to the side. A lot of times when you reach these positions of authority and positions of power, you think that when you're not going to listen to these kids because I've thought about this idea and I know it's going to work, but the youth are saying that it may not work. And so, but I'm still going to do it. No, you have to be committed to saying the youth are saying no. And so something must be wrong with my plan. And so let me go back to the drawing board because something is not right. But you have to put your ego to the side to do that. You have to be okay with saying, this needs tweaking. You know, this needs some changes. The whole plan isn't bad, but they're saying this little part right here needs to be changed. And you have to be dedicated to implementing the things that they're saying. You know, you can't just say, I'm going to listen to them and not change anything because it's then like, okay, what did you put me in the room for? Mm. You have to be able to let these youth in the room and take something from it. You know, if we're saying it's not going to work, it's not because we don't like you. We're saying it because we know that there is youth behind us who need this. And even though it's a good plan, it just needs that little thing that needs to be changed so that it can be the most effective. And that's the thing that I want to say, be committed, be dedicated to listening to us, because we only want to pave the way for the future generations.
0: And and that's how you wrap up a final episode, y'all. <laughs> hey, Kendra, I'm so glad you said yes. And your schedule allowed you to be here at the Center for Better Health of Benton Harbor um, to record this final episode of this series for this podcast. I am beyond proud of you i'm always singing your praises always um i'm like it's it's like the final four that was here today it's like what i just what i'm I'm bringing in my team like what are we talking about we're finna win (laughs) yes (laughs) yes so i appreciate you and you know you are always welcome to come back You are always welcome to be a part of this platform or whatever we do. Just know that when I slide in your DMs and when I text y'all, just be ready. And y'all was ready. Y'all was ready before we was ready this morning. So we appreciate you. So Takidra, we hope that um, we know that your future is bright and we want you to know that your village is rooting for you and whatever you need from us.
2: Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for the never ending support, especially from people that I might not have the closest bond to, but are dedicated to saying, okay, this child is going to go somewhere. And so whatever she needs, I need to be standing right there on the forefront to ensure that she's a successful Ben Harbor, a ben Harbor native. So <laughs> thank you so much.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we will be <laughs> right back to wrap up the show. We have now made it to the end of this series of the Everyday People 49022 for the Please Do Tell podcast. And we cannot thank you enough. Um, If you forget to, be sure to check out the show notes and it gives you all of the shout outs from everyone that has been a part of this series. We cannot thank you enough. And it was very, 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 very important to me and a lot of the people on our team that we included, included the youth voice. The conversations that I had with some of my peers, even the ones that I, I I collected their stories through this project, they all concluded that we needed to hear from the young people. And it's so funny that a lot of the young people shouted out those same people that I even interviewed for my part playing my part in this project. So again, we thank you for being a part of this series. I know it went a little bit longer. We gave you three extra episodes, but we hope that you have enjoyed it and you've learned a lot from it. And we're hoping that we can bring you more series like this moving forward. So again, thank you for being a part of this series with us and uh, definitely thank you for your support. So we will see you soon. Oh, the nail polish I'm wearing today is um, mic dropping low. So I guess this is where I dropped the mic. See you later. I'm just out here trying to make my ancestors proud. Ooh, see ya.